Yeah, we're at the fourth A. Yeah, we finished it. We oh, had accomplishments. Oh, okay. So three more uh, A's. <clears throat> uh, the next A, uh, attachment. Relationships are so critical. Uh, they're so nurturing. It, it really is the, uh, I, I think as much as anything, uh, good relationships really are the key to a happy long life. Uh, I'm lucky and I've been married to the uh, same incredible lady, I think for 56 years now. Amazing. And, uh, uh, and beyond that, you know, with the, the new technology, uh, it's uh, easy to expand your relationships. I mean, there's uh, affinity groups in virtually every area you can think of. I mean, there's even affinity groups for every sort of illness or, uh, or sure. medical right. condition. So it's really yeah. uh, easy to communicate with other people. So very important, you know, to uh, maintain a network, your family connections, your connections with good friends. Uh, you know, all of this is... Uh, uh, critically important. I mean, there's nothing more fun and fulfilling than your grandkids, actually. So, very critical. To Larry's point, um, the absence of attachment, which is a higher risk, of course, the older you get, people die. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but all kinds of research has shown that loneliness and isolation increases stress in a measurably, clinically measured it, which in turn, of course, as you know better than I, uh, stress increases inflammation, yes. increases anti-wellness <laughs> properties, and then it releases all kinds of negative hormonal things if you're, if you're uh, under stress. So attachment, we have some resources on the website and in the book that says if, if uh, your personal network uh, is weakening, we'll just use that word for whatever reason, to Larry's point, there's the internet, there's, yeah. a, there's even been research done among people who have gone on uh, to gaming sites, I don't mean gambling, but gaming sites to play against Bridge, other people. Things Bridge, things like that. Yeah. Chess. Yeah. And they're forming connections. Yeah. And that's and valuable. And it's helping that, it's, it's, that's an attachment. Yes, it's, um, well, the Harvard Men's Study Right, you know, yeah. the, the connections came out as the number one thing, and we yeah. were all following mm -hmm. it very closely to say, you know, what's going to happen with this group as they age? And because it's good longitudinal research, they had a lot of mm. funding behind it that they were able to do some very good right. research, and, and that was surprising to most of us. We all kind of thought maybe diet, exercise would come out on top, and it was connections and, and relationships that came out. Mm. I have a patient who's in her 80s who is a widow. And to your point about this online, it's very funny. She can only see me on certain days of the week because not Wednesdays. Wednesdays are very busy because she runs all these online groups and mm. they're just conversation groups. And yeah. believe it or not, one is about American politics so they get on and it's Republicans and Democrats and they argue with each other and certain days she leads and somebody else leads and, it, and it's incredible because she comes in to see me and she's completely fired up about what's happened and she wants to explain to me and who said this and, and they love me and my jokes, everyone's laughing at my jokes. 
it's not that we'd hard to, to do. We'd no. We should meet her. I'd love yeah. to meet her. Yeah, she would love to talk to you. Yeah. You could be Let's, in her group, maybe. Yeah, we, she can oh. be on our <laughs> website. There you go. There's, a, there's another client of ours who uh, is 80, and, and it was probably 20 years ago, he said, I just love being with younger people. So oh, yes. whether it's his kids, his kids' friends, and he's got a great attitude, very enthusiastic person. And so as you, I think part of super aging, if you can, uh, you know, insert into your network, some younger, oh, for, oh, younger people, sure. Sure. there's energy with those individuals. Oh, I mean, that I mean, it's the, helps the great to thing you. about work. I, I uh, <clears throat> uh, in, in the past few years helped a, uh, couple of young guys from Poland started a digital insurance agency and it was fun working with uh, people in their late 30s, their early 40s, yelling to do their branding and create their launch marketing and uh, yeah, I mean, you, you have to uh, connect with people who are doing things who have an active life and uh, Generally, that's younger people, so uh, yes. you're they, quite was, right. There was also some research in the book that is interesting maybe in your area because it relates to fitness and sports and that they did some research, I forget, it's in the book, but um, that participation in team sports was considered very, very beneficial. They weren't forcing you onto a team if you couldn't be or it was inconvenient, but they did a study of people in their 70s and 80s who were still playing in team leagues and team right. sports. So you got the attachment and the fitness mm. all rolled into one. Right, the social. And the, mm. and the accomplishment in the sense of we won the game, we lost, or I improved my score, <laughs> or right. I did whatever. Yeah. But team sports, you know that there's over 60,000 people in Canada over the age of 70 who still uh, play ice hockey. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. How cool is that? I think too, you see that obviously with golf yes, and yeah. um, I'm from Saskatchewan, so curling. Curling, bowling. Yeah. yeah, and it's not necessarily about the game, I no. don't think. It's because there's a club and then exactly. the club exactly. has dinners and tournaments. Connections. And right. so they come and they have a party and they give yep. each other awards and they dress up in costumes. And I'm All sure... Good for super aging, that whole, you know, looking forward to something and looking oh, forward yes. to yeah. seeing your friends. Pickleball, have you guys tried oh, that yet? <laughs> no, my, my wife's a pickleball player, actually. It's exactly yeah. that, because yeah. everyone can play. I've, yeah. We've started playing mm. and we just love it because you can have a conversation while you're playing it with your friends. Oh, yes. And it's very social, so you're getting both things yeah, at once, exactly. which right. is the key. Yep. Okay, okay. attachment, and what's after oh, attachment? Oh, and after uh, attachment comes autonomy. Uh, being in control of your own life uh, is very, very important. And, and there's two uh, aspects to autonomy, the physical and the financial. Uh, <clears throat> so much is happening with AI and, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with, with AI and with robotics really to facilitate people living at home, maintaining their house, not having to move into a, uh, a retirement community. There's just so much uh, that can be done with the home to um, make it really very user-friendly. Uh, David this, did this marvelous piece about the home being the uh, hospital of the future. 
and in addition to the fiscal autonomy, financial autonomy is very critical. If you're going to uh, live to 100 as opposed to living to 65 or 70, uh, your financial planning uh, takes on a whole new aspect. Uh, you've got to plan for your later years, uh, just the um, uh, the simple perspective of you've got to do more than simply maintain capital, you need to grow capital so it uh, keeps on working for you as you age, so it's a, it's financial a, and, and physical autonomy. We've, nev we've never heard anybody in the past worry about outliving their money. Right. And today that's a mm. common phrase. Absolutely. Um, just back to the home angle for a minute this shows you again how the pieces fit together because awareness comes back in mm -hmm. in this sense the pace of technological change around the home is staggering sure, yeah. okay we're moving toward we already have smart floors we already have smart mattresses we're moving around passive sensors you don't really need to wear the thing anymore it'll be all around you with your consent that will be auditing your uh condition and t uh, messaging your healthcare provider in real time about Fantastic. how you're doing. They're now starting to weave in AI for anticipatory. We think Mrs. Jones is at a risk for a fall because of the way she walked across the kitchen this morning compared to yesterday. Hmm. Incredible. And these systems are already being done. It's incredible. Which means though that as a consumer, you need to know about this stuff. You need to know how much it's going to cost. Right. And we're beginning to see embryonically such things as people calling in an occupational therapist for an aging in place audit of their home, then building that into their financial plan. Nobody ever thought about Smart. that before. You thought about renovating your home. What did that mean? Well, we're going to knock out the back and put on a, a sunroom or a, a, that was it. You know, guy's yeah. going to come in, he's going to knock out the thing. Oh, make it age friendly. Okay. I'll walk in, shower, hire a toilet seat, but fine. But that's just the dark ages compared to what's coming. The point is though, do you know about all this stuff? And if you don't, how do you find out? And once you find out, mm -hmm. How do you plan for it? How do you fund it? So is it a reasonable part of your financial plan? I'm going to need the robots 10 years from now, and this is what it's going to cost. Uh, and by the way, the hospital of the future is the home is a phrase that's being used inside the healthcare industry because they're saying that we're all post 90% of post-operative stays in the hospital can take place at home. Absolutely. We can send you home because yeah. with all the sensors and all we the agree. monitors. We're, so Could the point is our health system doesn't seem to be aware of that yet. Mm -hmm. uh, the consumer doesn't seem to be aware of that yet. So these are some of the early signs we're identifying in the book that says this is what's coming. You've got to actually know about this. And you better have a plan for getting that knowledge because it can enhance your autonomy and your independence. We also need to send this podcast to the financial planners and the life insurance oh, yes. salespeople. Oh, yes, yes, because there yes. are no group of people mm. that may, Tim has been in these meetings with me because yeah. we are aggravated. <laughs> I can, I've been in them with the life insurance people where I want to jump across and like <laughs> strangle them mm. because they encourage you to retire. They encourage you to say, you know, you're not going to be doing anything. 
and you remember the arguments that I would have with them and I'd say no and then they'd want me to ensure my hands because I use them for practice I said no Mm -hmm. I don't need to do that I also have a brain (laughs) and I can if something happens to my hand you better believe I'm keeping working doing something else and they'll say no 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 you might not want to do that so I think that that whole system needs a revamp as well where they're not encouraging Mm. people to say, you know what, shut it down at 65, and why would you want to continue doing things? You're going to be tired. They do use that type of a language. They do, do. and the financial planners are kind of getting there a little bit more slowly. Yes. Um, J.P. Morgan, uh, asset management in the United States, told its advisors, and we have this in the book, to assume, just for planning purposes, that all of their clients who are 65 are going to live to 100. Amazing. Just do mm-hmm. build that into build your it plan. In. And, and Fidelity had you. And I, I gave a speech to talk to uh, some advisors from Fidelity, uh, independent advisors in a webcast organized by Fidelity, talking about how their practice, the whole nature of what is a financial planner is changing because instead of saying, I can put you into these investments at a 6% return, it'll give you a little, it's wait a minute, um, maybe there's no investment that can give you enough. Maybe you got to keep working and I'm also have an employment consultant as part of my practice. Hmm. Agreed. I need to know about how you're going to earn money. 100%. And I'm still going to put you into investments, but wait a minute, the investments now, it used to be under the old model, you cannot take any loss at all at 65 because you haven't got enough time to recoup. Yes. But what if you kind of do have enough time? Now, that doesn't mean let's put it all in penny stocks. Right. But we might move the risk uh, acceptability just up one setting, yes. let's say. Yes. And then we're going to factor in uh, income and earning. And then, by the way, I've got a senior real estate consultant and that's starting to be certified in the real estate industry now, senior specialist. So when you sell your house, that's a whole complicated thing. Where do you move to? Do you stay there? Do you renovate? Do you move? And if you move, we need to audit the medical facilities in the town you're moving to. Right. So the whole thing becomes just this matrix of services. And maybe the financial planner is the guy or lady who's the quarterback. Exactly. And their eyes lit up. Hey, this is a whole new business, a whole it's new fantastic. way of rethinking Love. my business. You need to do that. It's coming. It's okay. coming. Okay. We need to do <laughs> Slowly, that. Slowly, but it's coming. <laughs> okay, so we are at number six now. And so in the seven. last day is avoidance. Uh, first, ageism. Having turned 80, ageism drives me crazy. Uh, there's ageism everywhere as you look. There's ageism in medicine. There's the uh, doctor that says, well, this guy's 80 or 81. He's only got a few more years. Um, you know, why should I worry about any of these advanced treatments? A lot of uh, ageism in medicine. Uh, you know, I think more so uh, in the UK and Canada perhaps than in the States, but all over, a lot of ageism, a lot of ageism in politics, uh, although, uh, again, in in the States, it's amazing the um, uh, amount of senators, congressmen over 80, Biden, if he's reelected, which I, I believe is likely, I think will be 82 when he uh, starts his second term, and I think 86 when his term is over. 
uh, Grassley, who was um, just reelected, I uh, I think at 88, I think will be 94 when his term is older, over. Fantastic. So, uh, uh, so that's uh, you know that that's good, even though I don't like his politics. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, and and uh, you you look at a business. I mean, I mean the terrific example, Stacy, you gave of life insurance. I mean, there's this terrible uh, ageism in a lot of a lot of areas um, and in addition to um, ageism um, there's a lot of scams a, a oh, lot of yeah. uh, things that need avoiding uh, somehow uh, a, a lot of um, con men a lot of scammers think that old people are particularly vulnerable so there's a lot of uh, just very bad things uh, focused on uh, older people. So again, avoidance, uh, the scams and the ageism, uh, but I'd rather focus on the uh, other six right. positives. But, the, but the, good, the good news is on the avoidance that the super-agers themselves are uh, increasingly militant and aware of this. So in the... Yes. In the um, in the area of the workplace, for example, and in the area of the marketplace, we're starting to see some pushback on um, misrepresentation of old, elderly, helpless in, in media, in advertising, let's say. A good example is still, they haven't fixed it yet, mind you, but I talk to a lot of people who are angry about this. Um, uh, the vast majority, or no, not maybe vast, but more than half of all cars are purchased by people over the age of 55. Wow. How many of them do you see in a car commercial? You ever see any middle-aged person, never mind hmm. old person, driving a car? Never. Never. Young, Ever. young people and then families. And they don't account for the majority. Okay, and so the guys in the trucks, yeah. the big guys. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that's one thing. So there's a lot of pushback against this. On the frauds and scams front, I think Larry's right. There's a perception that they're very vulnerable, so they are attacked. We are attacked and targeted, but there is some evidence that we're very, very aware of this. I had a fascinating uh, Zoom call focus group that I ran on online shopping with uh, people all over the age of 70. And by the way, they're all logging onto Zoom calls and taking part in webinars and focus groups it's easy to say and we were talking about shopping right. where do you go and I and three women each of them over the age of 75 one I think was in I think one was my maybe in Sask Sask uh, Saskatoon, Saskatoon. Regina. Yep. one was in Vancouver one was in Toronto got into a debate about what was the best uh, anti-malware software to use on their computer Fabulous. And she says, no, I, you got to use malware bytes. Oh, you pay for that? I just use Microsoft. That, no, no, that Norton's That's way better. Wonderful. And they started arguing with each wonderful. other about, about anti-virus software. Yeah. So it turns out that they're quite capable. Right. Now, it's an annoyance. I mean, Larry's right yes. completely. It's a big problem. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we know. We we've all we've have dealt to worry with it about with our families. Hacked, yes. Know? So I'm not poo-pooing it, but yeah. fortunately, I think the super-ager as a group are better equipped to deal with it than people of that same age would have been maybe 15 or 20 years ago. They're very comfortable being online. Um, right. 
Thank they're goodness. Very, they're, they're more, let's say, more comfortable sure. than they right. were in the past. Well, and it's one of your A's, which yeah. is awareness, awareness yeah. right. right? Because yes. once it happens, what's happening um, that we hear about, because our parents are in Saskatchewan, right. Saskatchewan is heavily targeted. It's an older population, yes, it and it's lots of farmers and people who are designed to help each other. So when they get the phone call that says, you know, this is um, your grandson needs help, needs money, they tend to right away be, of course, and how do I get the money to that person? So we have many friends and family members that have dealt with it. However, there's a great source of community. And to your point about the awareness... Once they hear about it, that uh-huh. news travels very quickly because it's a story mm-hmm. and it's an incredible story usually. And so then they get all oh, their no, friends. They take, and they yeah. take, and you, I mean, you'll get a kick out of this. It's, you can cut this part out, but I think you'll appreciate the story. <laughs> One of the women in the call said, or two women, they are very worried about having their credit card information yes. compromised. Mm-hmm. So one woman, she says, I buy... 10 items a week one way or the other every week from amazon something is being delivered all the time she says and i always uh, put it on my debit card and i make sure that i don't have one penny left over so i always zero out <laughs> right my debit she just card. transfers it i zero out my debit card on right. that purchase and then I deposit money onto my Smart. debit card for the next. That's Smart. great. Yeah. She wouldn't ever put her credit card She's onto, savvy. The, onto the. Yeah, it's like the old was, cash system. Yeah, she was her She's, own cash owner. And she was like seventy-five years old or Perfect. eighty years old. She yeah. knew how to do all the transfers. She she yeah. she also sent me a very funny uh, picture afterwards. Um, she enjoyed the online session, so she sent me. It was a meme. It was like a Instagram picture, mm-hmm. um, and. Um, she uh, and it's not a, a your classic little old lady, you know, at the wheel of a car, smiling at the camera, and you see the white hair, and, all, and she says, um, um, I'm, I'm, "My eyes are too weak uh, for online shopping now, so I better drive to the store." <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It is great. You you got to keep your sense of, sense humor, of humor with you do. all of this. Yeah. Okay, so I think the final thing we were going to talk to you about, which is you two might find this interesting, is there's a new club in the city, and it's a club of people with access and means, and they are setting this goal of reaching 120 years old. And I do a lot of the assessments at Totem, so I see the people right when they come in, and I can tell you that there's a few people who um, have been saying... To me, I want to live to 120. What what does that make you think about? Well, it's it's possible. Um, we have a, a, an article in our, our website. The first person to live to 150 is alive today. I mean, I mean, living to uh, right 120 is not a, a high probability, but it's getting to be a higher probability. The fastest growing age category uh, in North America is centenarians, people over 100. Wow. So uh, in, in it's getting more and more possible, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. More power to them. Yeah. It's very, yeah. very feasible. So I, I think that this book that you've written is fantastic. Thank you. And we will post information to your website and where to get the book. 
And I think that the two of you are actually, we could refer to you as disruptors. We hope so. <laughs> we are. Yeah. We hope Absolutely. we are. Yes. Which is a very cool label, right? And I think uh, you're making us think about this super most important thing mm. in a different and exciting way. Well, it's thank it's you. positive. Yeah, it is. Thank, thank you. you very much for coming and talking to us. It's uh, it's amazing information, and uh, we'll, like they said, we'll be spreading it around. Well, we well, appreciate thank it. you for inviting Thanks us. Thanks for inviting us. Take care.